Welcome once again to the E-Bone Zone, as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 235th time on this Friday, June 4th, 2021. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, Walls of Debate. This episode contains... Walls are interesting. They're built to keep people out or for protection and even as coping mechanisms. Oftentimes you'll hear people saying they put up walls to keep themselves from getting hurt. But the wall we're discussing is a lot different than your typical brick and mortar structure. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, bud, are you sure you want to know? We both do. That's one of the questions out there. All right, then I'll tell you, but I'm just going to warn you before I do. This isn't for the faint of heart. This wall was made of poop, and it was built to settle a dispute between neighbors. In Michigan, there were two farmers in Lodi Township, Washtenaw County, and the guy that built the wall, as you can imagine, wasn't too thrilled about his neighbor having access to more land than he did, because get this, this dude's grandfather had developed the farm a century ago, and over time his family had become decidedly attached to it. I can see their point, because I had a green pillowcase that I would not part with. Under any circumstances, I didn't even like it being off my pillow long enough to be washed. I was, in that way, sort of like Sheldon Cooper with his spot on the couch on the Big Bang Theory. Maybe I was a little particular, so I can kind of relate to that. It gets weirder, too. Apparently, this wasn't just a neighborly affair. One of these guys owns a few properties in addition to his own and rents them out to people. And safe to say, those people weren't too happy about this wall of poo. So in rebuttal... The architect of this whole thing said, Why are y'all calling it something it's not? A poop wall? That's disgusting. This is a compost fence. They can't be seriously getting upset over this. What do those guys take me for? Some kind of weirdo? Well, the short answer there, sir, is yes, but that's beside the point. This dude was also confronted by his neighbor because he didn't like the idea of a pile of cow waste being used as a barrier between their two houses. I mean, he does have a point. Why not go for something more conventional, like stone or brick? But that doesn't matter, apparently, because police in the area can't do anything about it because it's on private property. So I guess you'll just have to grin and bear it. Walls of poo. Cruel mistresses indeed. This week, I want to continue a tradition that's very close to my heart. I try and offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse from the book of Luke. Luke chapter 11, verse 44 says, Yes, what sorrow awaits you, for you are like hidden graves in a field. People walk over them without knowing the corruption they are stepping on. In this verse, a little background Jesus was talking to the Pharisees, and he had realized what kind of corruption that they had been up to. They'd been saying one thing and doing another. And this part in particular stuck out to me, this verse, the part about being as unmarked graves. Nice on the outside, but dirty on the inside. He was speaking to the Pharisees, and I think, correction, I know Jesus has a good point. It kind of reminds me of that Lefebvre Quartet song, Practice What You're Preaching. Because here's the thing. If you go around saying one thing and doing the other, such as having people abide by a lot of rules for worship, work, games, or whatever else, yet you ignore them yourself, it doesn't really matter what you say, because it boils down to one thing. Hypocrisy. 
The Pharisees were telling people, do it this way, and then not keeping to the law that they were talking about, that they had set up. The Pharisees were going around and talking about a bunch of man-made rules, stuff you have to keep to in order to stay holy. But Jesus, he's saying, do it God's way. And that's another reason Jesus is an example for us and how we should live our lives. He did it God's way, and he practiced what he preached. We should do that too. As we know, sometimes the internet can be a pretty cool place. Other times, well, not so much. That's why I decided to take it upon myself to dive back into the depths of Twitter and see which side of the coin we're presented with this week. This week's hashtag is Make a Movie Moody. The first response of four says, Typical Teenager Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, this is a riff on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I'll admit... I never watched. I don't think I've seen the original series or any of the movies, but I have seen an episode of My Strange Addiction where someone bought original costume heads from the movie. This woman went out of her way to buy the original costume heads from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. I'll have a link in the description if you want to check that video out. It is weird beyond belief, but trust me, it is real. And also... Not all teenagers are moody. Hollywood lies about that kind of thing. I don't know who writes it, but it's it's mostly a lie. Not all teenagers are overly moody. I wasn't that way, and I can bet the vast majority of people who are teenagers right now aren't that way either. The next response to the hashtag make a movie moody is fed up. Now, this is a play on the movie Up, and... I can tell you, this might be a hot take if you've seen the full movie, but that movie was already pretty moody from my perspective. Because Carl's attitude towards Russell wasn't all that cheery at first. Okay, maybe they warmed up to each other with the dog, but at the start of the movie, Carl was a guy that just didn't want anything to do with anyone. And Russell was the cheery, bouncing-off-the-walls Boy Scout who throws a wrench in every one of Carl's plans and takes him out of his comfort zone. That way he can finally live the dream that he promised himself he was going to live with his wife before she died. That way he can finally get his plans off the ground to make a house and drive it all the way to Paradise Falls. I don't know why I said drive it. You can't drive a house, let alone drive a house with balloons on it, but that's what they did. They put balloons on the house, and they floated it to Paradise Falls. Oh, yeah. There should probably be a spoiler warning at the beginning of this episode. Also, when I said that Carl wanted to get off the ground with his plans... I had no intention of making a pun there. I had no idea that I was going to make a pun based on the plot of the movie. But it's okay. It's okay if you consider that a pun. I'm just saying it wasn't intentional. You can take it however you want. The third response in the hashtag make a movie moody is Dr. No, not again. This is from the movie Dr. No, which is a James Bond film. And I'm guessing, okay, this is the only thing I've got to say on this hashtag. I'm guessing this is probably from the self-aware Bond villain's perspective, because this this guy, Dr. No, not again. Let's say that this was an actual real movie. James Bond in the series, this is canon. Dr. No, not again. So this is obviously, given the presence of not again, 
A villain that James Bond has definitely faced before. Maybe it's Dr. No's less successful uncle who's always getting foiled by James Bond in his free time. Or maybe it's James Bond's less successful brother who's foiling Dr. No's less successful uncle. Why not? This could be a spinoff film for all I know. Maybe it's a low-budget underground James Bond ripoff. I'm not sure. And the last response to the hashtag make a movie moody for this week is Forrest Grumpy. Now this is Forrest Gump, a riff on that movie. And I can tell that this movie would not be from Forrest Gump's point of view because he was always the happy-go-lucky one. Hear me out. He was always happy. Okay, maybe there was that one point in the movie where he wasn't happy because Jenny left him. Oh yeah, spoilers. Forrest and Jenny have an on-again, off-again relationship extending all the way back to that one time on the bus in fourth grade when they first meet. But anyway, still, throughout the rest of that movie, he's happy. And yeah, he's too hung up on a girl that'll never love him back because they're too different in terms of lifestyle, but for the most part, he's he's a simple man, but Forrest is an alright guy. Handicap spots are definitely a blessing to the people that need them, but to others, they can be sort of a burden because parking in them can carry a hefty fine if you park in them without a reason. In Detroit, this was particularly a problem because people were violating the rule without even knowing it, and a kind-hearted pizza man stepped up to the plate and did everyone a favor by eliminating the problem altogether. So what happened here was this guy, Tony Sacco, who is the owner of Moots Pizza in Detroit, noticed all the tourists coming to his city and that they were being hit with $150 fines left and right when they really weren't doing anything wrong willingly. You see, there's a section in front of Sacco's that is for cars with handicap tags only, but here's the catch. The spaces aren't marked very well. So Tony, he had an idea. We need some blue paint. Something has to be done. And that's exactly what he did. He got blue paint and painted the entire section of the road in front of his shop. That way people would know it's a handicapped area. And therefore, not park there unless they have a handicap. What led him to do this was the fact that he had talked to the city and said something had to change about it. And their only response was, What do we care? That's not our problem. It's theirs. If they don't read the sign, then they deserve the ticket. I'm sorry, but it's the law. So our pizza craftsman and resident good dude, Tony Sacco, gamed the system a bit and helped restore a little bit of faith in humanity. I think he did the right thing here. Kind of like Batman. He's defiant, but for a good cause. Yeah, parking lot Batman. That's who this guy is. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.